My name is Sam Ross. This is the brother at the bar on Instagram. This is for the guy with the hoodie and the Air Force Ones. So I'm like, yo, this is like some cool shit. Guess what? That's when the conversation started to happen. This is Pass the Drink Podcast. Hey, this is the brother at the bar on Instagram, Pass the Drink Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor Podcast, Google Podcasts. It's been a minute. I'm back in the studio. Man, it's good to see my brother Jay Rides up in the crib, up in the studio. Everybody loves Jay Rides. You know, he got his own little fandom going. So, Look, I want to. It's been a minute since we've been back in the studio. I want to thank uh, Uncap for coming on. What he got going on? We talked collaborations. Uh, we talked uh, dis- distribution. We talked a lot of things with Uncap. I want to thank Wiseacre because they came on. We had a Memphis show. Thanks for everybody listening and to that. They gave me cool ass hat. This cool ass swag. I'm loving it. Be pictures on the gram later. Uh, up and coming, I got Beer Chick coming up. You love her down there in North Carolina. She got some wonderful things going on. That's a Cicerone program in which she was able to sign up over. No, she made it to 100 women getting that beer service, um, studying for that beer service certificate so they can get employment into the craft beer, into the liquor industry, into this cool-ass fucking industry that we all part of. And speaking of cool motherfuckers, I got my man Jay West up in the studio, uh, the co-creator of Harold's 83. I'm letting him do the rest. (laughs) First of all, happy to be here. Blessed to be here. Grateful to be here. And only partly because I'm happy to see you two ugly motherfuckers. Uh, Mostly because y'all got function in AC. Uh, in addition to the uh, Harold's 83 Honey, uh, I bartend up at Nisei Lounge. Uh, used to be a theater on the lake that has been put on hold due to current situations in the world today. But for the most part, I'm immersing myself in the beer making aspect of my personality. So I'm happy to be here again. You know, man, it was I, I love to hear that uh, studying, vol- uh, volunteering your time. Uh, Getting uh, taking jobs or just to be in this industry. Yeah, this game is very much a you got to show and prove before you start asking people for stuff. You know what I'm saying? You got to show that you're willing to work, you want to be there. So, and you showed that, bro. You showed that. Uh, you showed out yesterday. <laughs> uh, everybody knows. If you don't, me and Jay West made a beer called Harold's 83 Honey Ale. We have talked about it many times on this show. Got Jay West on. So things been taking off for us, uh, and we just even going to grow. We've been on WVON. We've been on the Chicago Defender. We've been finisher, Jay, shit. Shit, we done GN. We did. Uh, we had placement on WCIU The Jam with the big homie Brandon Pope. Uh, Two-page spread in the Chicago Sun-Times, uh, courtesy of the big homie Evan Moore. Shout out, Evan. Absolutely. Just awesome people. Up front, real, as all get out. And that's the way we want to move with people who are real. The Defender, um, your, your girl Beth, the Northwestern School of Journalism. Yeah, that, shout, that was shout out Medill School of Journalism, for real. Shout out to homie Beth, uh, who actually this past weekend, unfortunately, had to leave Chicago and move back to the DMV area. But we definitely got to hang out and chat and hug and borderline cry over the bond that we've made in this short, short period that we were together. And it's mostly brought together by Harold's 83 Honey. So, I mean, it's just an amazing feeling to know that something that Sam and I created has created new friendships, new bonds. It's it's, it's amazing. It's, a, it's insane. So a lot of, uh, man, speaking of these current situations, we got to speak of like the, uh, the also the social uh, situations, which is being like people are calling to attention the killing of unarmed black people in America. So we've been protesting and um, there's there's been a call to attention and the craft beer industry has uh, answered the call by Weather Soul's beautiful recipe, the blackest beautiful beer. Everybody that's black that's into craft beer has been supporting this beer. 27 breweries in Illinois have uh, 
brewed this beer, proceeds going to all type of great organizations. Um, I was able to brew one at Goose Island, Fulton and Wood. The proceeds went to the West Side Justice Center for bonding the kids and young, just young people out that were out protesting for these social um, needs. That's what's up. And this time on order. Jay West, you've um, you've done some charity work over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I had the uh, opportunity via uh, Zoom to uh, sit down with the group from Future Founders. Shout out to Emily Summers for putting that together. Uh, basically just sat down and listened to a bunch of high schoolers propose business ideas to me. And it, it was just a wonderful experience, not just because I love the kids. I mean, that's a given, but because these kids are coming through with genuine ideas, smart ideas, great ideas. I mean, ideas that use existing issues to combat another existing issues. For instance, one food truck specialized in picking up leftover food from all the restaurants that they toss out and they go around and they donate it to a food kitchen. And one of the questions I had initially was, how do you do that and dance around the legalities of passing out food that's already been handled by another business? And the kids ran it down like they knew it down to the letter of the law. So it was just a very, very impressive and enlightening experience. And it absolutely gives me faith for the future of mankind, because right now I think we all need a little bit of that. That's just wonderful. The opportunities we come from brewing this beer uh, the conversations we had, the people we met, I tried to run down a few um, that would start off the show. Jay is doing great work. Also, at, um, at our friends at, at Haymarket, you know, but we come down to, like I say, friends. Me and Jay West hung out like dirty laundry last weekend, man. <laughs> like dirty laundry, like stink, them stinky socks, like them workout, them workout basketball shorts we hung out. And we drank some beers, and we drank we drank the Black is Beautiful Stout. Mm -hmm. What'd you think, Jay? A uh, big fan, huge fan. I love the nutty the nutty factor that the uh, the almond comes through with. That you know it it adds body, it adds complexity, and I feel like it was a hell of a take on what Weather Soul's recipe was. Like you knew it was going to vary from brewery to brewery, just because that's how water works, that's how air works, that's how all these things work. So you'll see the fluctuation in the base recipe. But what Sam came through and did was add those almonds, which adds a very, very market nuttiness. It almost tastes like a, a damn good candy bar, but not a sweet. Man, thank you. Uh, shout out to Brewer uh, Quinn, Brewer, CK, my man. They were big. They were just as big in this uh Big in this collaboration, they had just as much say so in this. I, I shot some ideas, but Brewer Quinn challenged me as a brewer, like, yo, you want to do this? You've been calling for this, Sam. This your dream. Like, I'm not going to let you bullshit this. We didn't rush it. Our uh, Black is Beautiful wasn't the first one, but I, I feel like we gave it a great take. It's uh, only 5% uh Perfect for in the middle of the summer. Me and Jay West sat on, um, and drank it out in 90 degree weather, man. Like, <laughs> like fucking 22 years, 22 years old to some shit. Uh, and had a great time. But we're friends. And what, what me and Jay West have in common a lot of times is we're always in the Sox hat. Right now we're drinking White Sox, Golden Ale, 5%. Uh, from Goose Island, it's a cool ass motherfucker, dude. I know that brews it, uh, <laughs> but yesterday, man, let's talk about the. We talk about this no hitter Giolito through. Hey, listen, twenty seven was locked in. I don't know if y'all saw it or not, but my man literally was a four pitch walk away from a perfect game. I'm talking about Giolito was locked in, and he's been that way since the beginning of the last season. I think a lot of his improvement is attributed to the work that he's done to work on his mental health as opposed to just his physical acumen, that plays. That absolutely plays. You know, I could be the strongest, most brolic some bitch in the world, but if my mind ain't right, LeBron gonna drop 40 and 20 on me. And that's just how these things work. So salute to Lucas Giolito for shining a light on the need to have, you know, decent mental health. And then coming out and showing, proving what that does for your career and as for you as a person, for real. Man, great point. Also, him and Lopez shared the same therapist. Mm -hmm. So, like, Lopez should be getting this shit together soon as well. 
Yeah, Reynaldo Reynaldo is much more of a he's he's dealing with the, the 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 physical application of it, but to know that he has his mentals correct and he could potentially have that same ceiling, even though Giolito hasn't had his ceiling yet, that same potential ceiling as Giolito really bodes well for the Sox yeah, in the future. He, he had some very bad innings. Like I'm a Sox fan, I'm calling it out. He he had some very bad innings um, this season, and I'm like, oh man, is he going like? regress how's he gonna deal with this with the mental uh um therapy he's going through is he going like fall back but he come through like a champ he's come through like uh the ace that he is and 27 up 27 down goose island has a 27 up 27 down fucking pack it comes with a goose island Yard sign to let your neighbors know you know your neighbor that fucking Cubs fan you know <laughs> you, you let them know which side of the city you root for exactly you know now's the time to fly that flag for real like to see the excitement that's been building around this team actually come to fruition right in front of our eyes why wouldn't you want to wear a damn socks hat why wouldn't you want to fly a damn socks flag I mean it's our time we ready and we got some good ass beer we so we was talking about the pitching and we were talking. About, Man, to have Dallas Keuchel come in and just like fucking just, I know Giolito's the ace and he has the talent, but just had that brother come in and like. Just stabilize the team because you know when you look at Keuchel coming in, what he's telling you to do, you're getting that from somebody who has a proven resume of getting that shit done. So that in and of itself, like I said, that's why it's more important you know, it's 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 bigger than just physical acumen, physical talent. Like there are so many things that go into being a successful professional athlete. Not that I know anything about that, but I watched enough of it to know. So, but you know, with Dylan Cease and the stuff that he has, thank you, Kyle, Cubs. <laughs> thank you, Cubs. For Dylan Cease and Eloy Jimenez. Absolutely. I guess Eloy's ankle is all right. He hit a three-run homer earlier today. Apo Taco. Good stuff. Good shit. Hi, mom. <laughs> Man, we keeping it real in here. Thanks for all the Sox fans that's listening. I got a strong South Side base. Shout out to Open Outcry. Shout out to the 19th Ward. Shout out to Western Avenue. I got a strong South Side base. Thank you for all of y'all listening. Uh, get out there to Open Outcry. And get some of that fucking speculator, man. This shit is awesome. Yeah, I saw the uh, blueberry speculators back on deck as of yesterday, and I need to slide on them, but it's been too hot to go all the way to that damn far south. I ain't trying to walk away from the lakefront with that breeze. You crazy? Man. I'll, John, I'm sorry. I'll pull up on you when when fall come, baby. No, no, no. John just got a new truck, bro. He might. Or Garrett. Oh, oh well, or, shit. Or, John, or, come get me then. Or Garrett, <laughs> or Garrett might sell you a bike. You know what I'm saying? Shout out, John. I'm going to send you a link to this if you ain't already listening. Uh, I'm smiling right now. I'm very comfortable. We're doing a great podcast. I'm pop, um, pat my goddamn self on the back. Uh, it's two beer talk. It's fucking two beer talk. <laughs> Even fucking Rise is smiling over there. Uh, we into. I don't know, man. I just don't feel right having a second beer if it ain't half acre, man. Because Patrick Joy is our home. It's that's the home. Beer brings conversation. Bring beer brings friendship. It's, it's, it's straight up and down fellowship. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like you guys. I haven't seen you guys in a while. We haven't shared these a beer in a while. We we're keeping it tight. Everybody that knows us, we, we socially distance up in here. But just two beer talk, just to talk baseball. We talk White Sox, Golden Ale. We're talking breweries that have brewed. The black is beautiful. It's twenty seven of them. Um, Goose Island has one on, at both locations. Okay. Um, black Horizon, our buddy up Charles. Uh, yeah, shouts out to Charles out in Willowbrook. We still need to slide on you sometime sooner rather than later. For real, for real. And we're gonna slide, and we're gonna continue to do what we've done to get Harold's eighty three pumping. Thanks to everybody that's listening. Thanks to everybody that's drank the beer. Thanks to everybody who drank the Black is Beautiful beer that's already sold out at Goose Island. Um, shout out to everybody that's going to support me and Jay West next beer. Absolutely. We're talking white size. We're talking no hitters. We're talking 27 packs from Goose Island. Uh, what do you feel is the strong point on the team? 
of the White Sox, and what do you feel is the weak link of the team? Oh, shit. I hope y'all got enough tape for this. Uh, well, obviously, the youth and the power. You know, and, and youth brings uh, that, that, that I, I can't be stopped mentality, and you see it with this team. You know, there, there was never a really, really a point in time where you felt like this team was out of any game this season, whether they won or lost. You never really felt like this team was out of a game. Speaking of, uh, you say, the youth, I watched the stat, man. Like, Robert is swinging at every first pitch and every second. If he don't swing at the first pitch, he definitely swings at the second pitch. And it's like, and he's getting, he's doing all the wrong things and getting all the fucking right results. And that's to be expected out of a rookie. Like, Luis Robert is so physically gifted that he'll make a mistake that, a normal person like you or I'll make and we won't get the ball out of the infield and he'll hit that motherfucker to left center like that time he, uh, during our summer camp when he hit that home run while falling down. That was a pump. That wasn't something that barely made it over the fence. That was a pump to left center. So this kid is so physically gifted that it obscures some of the mistakes that he made. But what I've learned specifically from watching Eloy last season they're like him being a right-handed batter. You're going to see that down in the way slider. Luis has already shown a propensity to ignore that slider when it comes out initially. But once he perfects it, they can't throw it to him anymore. They're going to have to own that plate. And Luis is going to own their ass behind it. Man, Tim Anderson back doing the shit he do. And that's how you bat 335, baby. Silver slugger. And just the all-around cold motherfucker. Man, Calling for black baseball. Um, shout out Curly Fro. Oh, shout out Shakia, man. I, I I I totally blanked on that, but shout out the homegirl Shakia. We got some dope stuff coming down the pipe together too. What what like we don't like the rest of the world don't know is as your homegirl <laughs> Shakia Taylor, black baseball writer based in the city out here, just doing dope stuff. I'm talking about left and right, current writer for Baseball Perspectives. Uh, she's got some dope stuff coming down the line when it comes to uh, the Women's Baseball Conference and they're going to be talking about black blacks and baseball. Everything is talking about black people and baseball. Like Everything about right now just seems like I just want to hug my brother. I want to hug my sister. And that's the energy that we need to have around this game of baseball because it's been lost for so long. It's been a primarily Caucasian sport, a primarily Latino sport. There are not very many African-Americans in baseball, shit, the Cubs only have two black players, black African-American players, I should say. The Latino aspect is absolutely there. Yeah, so, like, I, I love what Tim is doing. He's working within the city of Chicago to get more black kids involved in, in, in baseball, dealing with the White Sox, uh, the Ace Academy. Now, this is some real, some real shit, real shit, two-beer talk. Joe, this is some real Chicago shit. People that listening from Chicago, my 19th war base, my people out in open outcry. <laughs> do you feel, do you feel the Cubs stole a prospect from the White Sox by drafting the kid from Jackie Robinson West, seeing that he played within the fucking White Sox system growing up definitely was the ace product. You know, shouts to the Sox for keeping that ace program going. That, that that is doing so much good out here in these South and West Side streets. But uh, going back to Ed Howard, the Sox had a chance to pick up Ed Howard. You know, they passed on him, and I understand why they feel like they already have their shortstop of the future. And to El a certain Mago. <laughs> and to the same extent, the Cubs have their shortstop of the future. But the Cubs are, and I hate to say it because I know I'm going to rub some people the wrong way, but. Your reality is your reality, and I'm just here to make not, not report the news, not fucking make the news. Javi Baez, you look at Chris Bryant, you look at Rizzo, like they're not going to be able to afford all of these people. And right now, it's not looking like they have too much interest in extending Javi because if they wanted to, they would have done it already. So maybe this Ed Howard pick is kind of a nod to you know a contingency plan in case Javi uh, finds a bigger bag somewhere else, which I have no doubt that he'd be able to do. Man. The Dodgers paying everybody. Bruh, throw, hey, man, that Magic Johnson money long, baby. That Magic Johnson money, real Man, long. that's that Starbucks and movie theater money. We talking about a whole different echelon. 
Man, it's just great to talk baseball. It's great to have a beer. It's great to have like conversations like this. It's, it's great to be talking about all these breweries that do it. The Black is Beautiful Stout. But man, what's shout out to that. Right now, we uh, the glass, you mean, baby. You mean, the glass. Hey, the glass. listen, this man. is what we call a stun up in here. J Raz has made a uh, a conscious effort. He's going out to get, just fill this studio up with. We got crown as hops, beer uh, glasses. We got weather soul glasses, man. Shout hey out, man, a lot of people doing team. some great work out here. Shout out to crowns and hops, for real for real. Let's get it on the mic. Let's get. Let's do it on the mic. That's how oh, we shit. start. We put it on the mic around here. That's a crown. That's two crown hops. Crown and hops glasses connecting. I was a little afraid to uh, pour it in the glass because in the back of my mind, I'm thinking I ain't doing no damn dishes tonight. It's too hot for that. <laughs> yeah, man, it's hot as hell. Yeah, it's warm out here, man. Whew. That's why I'm happy to see y'all because y'all got central AC. Love y'all like a play cousin. I would hug y'all both if it wasn't a goddamn pandemic out here. No, the truth is you're not here right now because we got fucking breaking news. You know, you here right now because ain't no basketball being played in the bubble as we speak right now. Hey, man, the players literally said, I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. Sadly, they're in a bubble, so it's more so I'm taking my ball and going back to my hotel room. But either way, you will notice that we ain't working tonight. And it's crazy because the Bucks came out and said it first. And the NBA, in return, went to the Orlando Magic and said, hey, the Bucks aren't playing. And Orlando, literally, before they could finish the sentence, would say, hey, we're not accepting a forfeit. We stand with Milwaukee. And then you saw that trickle-down effect. Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul sat down and had a one-on-one meeting for about 10 minutes. And then you saw the Houston and the Oklahoma City players actually leaving the court. They were almost ready to play. And then you saw it trickle all the way down to the Lakers and the Blazers. But what really irked me about the situation is that Instead of saying, hey, these players are, you know, instead of the NBA saying that these players aren't going to play tonight, they made it seem as if they made the call to postpone the game. And that is just, that's operating on bad faith. That's very, very insincere from a commissioner who claims to stand with these players, from an organization who claims to stand with these players. Don't say these NBA games are postponed. Say our players are sick of this shit and they're taking a stand by sitting. The homeboy Bradford William uh, Davis out in uh, New York, he writes for the New York Daily News, he hit the nail right on the head on Twitter earlier. He said, sometimes the best thing you can do with your platform is give that motherfucker away. And that hit me harder than anything that I've heard in this discourse about what's going on because it's so real, but it's so simple. It's so straight to the point. Man, that's a great take on that. I was listening to someone earlier and they was uh, describing what a boycott is. And it's like a boycott is to hurt someone economically. Okay, think about it. Who is the NBA hurting economically right now? I got the, nothing. Right. This is why the the, the right. use of they these words hurt, they hurting they're hurting their damn sales. Yeah, they hurting their TV contracts because TNT, man, they okay. They love the NBA. For the ratings they bring. Mm -hmm. They love the fucking ratings Charles Barkley bring talking crazy. You know what I'm saying? So you're hurting TNT. So you were hurting yourself. So like, and you didn't plan this out right. Hey, okay. We're tired of this. Uh, And Milwaukee says, okay, we're not playing. Especially because of Sterling Brown situation. Google it. I ain't got time. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because with the Sterling Brown. So I can see Milwaukee saying, yo, it hurts us a different type of way in this way, and we're going to forfeit a game. We're going to win this anyway. So, But for the whole NBA, did you have a plan? Did you did you sit down? Like, did you, okay, instead of the game, we're going to run a special. We're going to sit down. We're going to have open forum. We're going to talk. What was your plan of action to shut all the shit down? Now, I'm speaking, look, I'm taking both sides. I'm taking as a, uh, as I would like to think, a conscious black man that's trying to get brothers to the bar. But I'm also speaking as an NBA fan and like, okay, we got black lives, like 
and there's never enough attention that could be brought to this of uh, losing someone's life. But what's the plan? You have to replace absolutely the game with something. I, I absolutely agree, and that's why I'm so adamant about the verbiage being used to describe what's going on. This is not a postponement. That's what happens when the weather is shit. This is not a boycott. Because this is, you know, not patronizing a business in order to hurt their pockets. This is more so inclined to a strike. And as much as I applaud the NBA PA for taking this stance, I feel like they might have botched the execution a little bit. But that's because I look at things in terms of, you know, you know, what opportunities were missed and how could we mitigate that in the future? There was an opportunity. And this is just me coming off the side of my fucking head when I say this, but there's an opportunity for these guys to take the court. Go ahead, line up for that jump ball. Then everybody grab a chair, bring out one microphone, and they talk about what they're feeling about what's going on. What it's going to do is it's going to capture that audience that, you know, are, that are caught off guard. Those, I'll never watch this sport again. I'm canceling my season tickets. First of all, these motherfuckers didn't even know you were there and could care less because the check's still going to clear. Or you do a Doc Rivers. Exactly. I got something to say. Exactly. And you go out and do your fucking job. Doc. And you fucking. Greg Popovich. And then, and then you leave it all over the mic. And I mean, you saw with Chris Paul uh, the other night where uh, Malika Andrews asked him about something. And his response was like, that's all fine and well and all. But we talking about, we talking about Jacob Blake. We talking about Breonna Taylor. We talking about this, that, and other. Don't ask me about an inconsequential play in a game that I definitely recall, you know, like literally step by step. That's not what we're here to do. Because what it does is it trivializes their role in what's going on and the platform that they have. In my notes, I got the NBA and I circle, right? Peep, the NBA, and I love this because we were going to be talking about the bubble and all that, but we brought it up. The NBA is the forefront of the world right now. The bubble is actually fucking work. They are safe. It's no, when. They are safe down. That's the safest place in the world right now is Orlando. Zero Florida. positive test. And and even more so, and it's a case it's, study it's cre- for the world. And it's created some very, very, very compelling basketball. And it's heart of hearts. It's produced some damn good games. Bro, it's like people are having games of their lives. Stars are dis- uh, disappearing. Look, my lady said this shit. <laughs> she said, yo. Some motherfuckers are made for fucking Kardashians. Some motherfuckers are made for fucking balling every day. You know what I'm saying? What's up, Dame Lillard? (laughs) Because that motherfucker balls daily. (laughs) Like, once you take away the plane trips and all the life and the superstars and all that, who's fucking balling? Devin Book. That's who's balling. Suns went eight and zero in that bubble and still missed the playoffs. When I tell you the world is cold, baby, you better bundle it's up. It's a cold world. It's a fucking cold ass world, man. Shout out to fucking Jay West, fucking cold fucking brewer of Harold's eighty three Honey Ale, still down there at Haymarket. Shout out to fucking Wiseacre for this cool fucking hat and these cool fucking socks and rides <laughs> be fucking rocking. That's up. But the NBA, man, they got it fucking right. Yeah. So. I think this was them smelling themselves in 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 uh in a hood ass term. Like this is them getting a little too cocky. What do you like, mean the 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 I'll 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 continue to look, call it a strike. Look, Are you talking about the strike? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And the strike because the NBA got what right? They got safety right. They're the most socially boastfully fucking call we have right now. They got Black Lives Matter on the on the fucking court. They got Black Lives Matter. You can pick whatever saying you want on the back of your jersey right now. Right. If it's like say her name and like some of this stuff is straight up calling it what it is. Which I feel like the names on the back of the jersey, I feel like either that needs to be a one off or the actual names don't need to be on the back of the jersey. Like they're they're very very dip their toe in the water a little bit with that. But you know whatever you feel like you need to do to make yourself feel all right, help yourself sleep at night. Hey, 
Live life, baby. Some people need that, man. And, like, the NBA is giving them that, you know, conscious, yo, I love my NBA basketball, but right now something going on, and my favorite player has respect us on the back of his jersey. So they got that going on. They got the safety going on. And they guys got a beautiful product. Like, this is the best fucking basketball we've fucking seen like fucking since fucking Michael Jordan had hair, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that first game of the uh, Denver and Utah series where... Uh, Them Donovan, motherfuckers going at it. Donovan and Jamal going back and forth, and it's crazy because nobody knew what was going on because that game started at, I believe, uh, either 11 or noon Central Time during a weekday. And, um, and bro's going... 50 and 51. How you go for 50 and a loss? He went for 57, but uh, the, the Frenchman on his team who still thinks the ball should go through him instead of Spider, you know, I mean, whatever. I, I, I have nothing nice to say about uh, Monsieur COVID Rudy Gobert and shit. Fucking COVID croissant and whatnot. But you know what? I'll see him in person. We can hash those oh, things out. Oh, that's what you're doing? That's oh, no. Nah. I mean, hey, there's a dialogue, dog. You you infected. You, you tried to infect everybody with COVID, touching all the microphones. Hey, I didn't forget. I know Donovan ain't forget. Everybody that listens to Past the Drink Podcast, this fucking Jay West. Thanks for listening, man. <laughs> That's what we doing. So we ain't do, so we doing lemon pepper lemon pepper Lou. <laughs> we doing Lou Wings. <laughs> hey man, shout to Lou Williams, man. Hey, listen. If you've ever been Magic to Magic City, City and eaten there, you get it. You get it. And even if you haven't been to Magic City, listen, this man has an order of wings with his name on them. You think that man ain't coming through to eat? Shout out to Jack Harlow for dry snitching, but that's fine. You know, everything's fine. That's I know you just wanted to do it for the gram. What he did was he posted a picture of uh, him and Lou on the gram. And they were sitting together, and you could tell Lou was just waiting on his number to be called. <laughs> and Jack trying to get it off of the gram like it ain't a damn pandemic. But you know what? Listen. You know, you're young. You live and you learn. Like, Lou's been through this. Lou's a veteran now. Lou came into this game at, like, 18 years old. I don't think y'all understand how long Lou been around. Because Lou he comes off as relatively hard. young because he moves like a young person all the way down to the two-girlfriend thing. Mm. Yeah, man. You, you With know. two girls like I'm Lou Will. I don't usually quote Drake lyrics, but you got that one. You know me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, I do. Indeed, I do. Hey, it's craft beer, NBA, the bubble, the boycott. Jay West, we talking 27 breweries that have made Black is Beautiful. Um, right now, they got one at full. Um, I'm sorry, that one sold out. Yeah, it is. And I, think, uh, I, I think I was today years old when I found out. I'm glad you blessed me with one before that happened. Uh, J- you were part of that. <laughs> Jay West, hanging out, drinking like dirty laundry. We on two beer talk. Drinking Lager Town. Lager Town. This is my boy Jay Rises and Patrick Doig. Shout out to Half Acre. Shout out uh the homegirl Meg over at Half Acre, one of the dopest people I've ever met in this game, and just always a smiling face, super generous. You know, she always shows love and always, you know, laying on me to try new shit. So I very much appreciate her on that. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> I got a Bowden five panel hat coming. Fucking Patrick Doy. Loggertown, Oktoberfest. Ride down to that fucking location and get that. Or oh, you can get that grinder. Indeed. <laughs> you know there is a running list of items that you've gotten from various breweries that I'm going to rob you for, right? Like, this is not a game. It, like, if you looked at my IG yesterday, you saw underneath that bike that you was riding. Sam don't know, but I'm robbing his ass for it at some point. Man, was us? We blessed. We got a, a great team. You part of my team. Um, thanks for taking all my fucking crazy ass phone calls and telling me, Sam, you fucking <laughs> calling me too early. It's a, it's, um, it's my heart and soul. And thanks for being part of it, Jay. No doubt, Rice. no doubt, you know no what doubt. I'm thanks for being part of it, Jay Rides. Man, the bubble is a beautiful place right now. They, they, man, you just broke it down, man. Like. I think they got a little too cocky tonight. 
I'm going to have to respectfully disagree. I feel like what they're do what they've done is they've used their heightened visibility since things are a little bit, you know, different right now is the word I'll use. They've used their heightened visibility via one. It's one of the few things going right now. Two, it's actually a good product that more eyes are on right now. What you do again? It's the only product. To quote Bradford, hey, sometimes the best thing you do you can do with your platform is throw it away. Like I don't feel like these people should be ever obligated to entertain us by dribbling a basketball. So right. often, you know, you hear people say, "I'm never going to watch again." Nobody cares. I'm going to cancel my season tickets. I can I can assure you, there's a waiting list, and somebody's itching to hop in your spot. But my biggest thing is what I need people to understand is that what you do for a living does not define you as a human being. These are human beings first with very real problems. I know because I identify with the exact same problems. Don't look at me as a bartender or in a brewer and says, I'm up and tell me I'm obligated to pour you that shot of whiskey and ignore the fact that I might be murdered the minute I punch out and walk out of my fucking job. That's true. At these uh, after serving your high end. <laughs> yes, Sing, single barrel. Some of your angels envy some of your. Uh, yeah, because we got all that fly shit at Nisa. Yup. <laughs> Shout out to Internet Granddad, by the way. Internet Grandson misses you a ton. See you later this week. Man, so a sport like this is like, this is our version of guys sitting around talking about sports. We got to do the craft beer thing because that's what we are and that's what we do. But man, to talk White Sox, to talk the South Side of Chicago, to limit, like I just want to uh, shout out to shout out to my open outcry at South Side base, man. You know, we're not drinking your beer tonight, but you definitely in my thoughts, and you definitely in my hearts because I'm from the South Side mm -hmm. of Chicago. I'm black, Same. and I, I understand what's going on down there. Um, I live downtown in the West Loop area now, but. It's the same problems everywhere. Uh, but we want to end this show. So fucking <laughs> fucking yeah. George Jefferson over here. I live downtown in the West Loop. Uh, moving on up ass. Moving out here, on you know? up, light, light, light humble brag. Light humble brag. Light I see you. humble brag. I respect. Hey, you know what? I'll drink to that. We drink to that. <laughs> we drink to that. Bro, I was going to fucking interview myself one day. Like... Uh, we got the brewer of, uh, <laughs> and, and it's the same motherfucker to tell you the NBA players getting cocky, man. This motherfucker's really feeling himself, and and rightfully so because the work that he's put in in this game to see it come to fruition in real time is very, very real. And he's at a space right now where I don't feel like he needs to be humble for anybody, goddammit. But you're gonna get these jokes. <laughs> Speaking of, we're gonna get these jokes. Thank, thanks, Jay. Thank you. It's almost like I know what I'm doing. Almost, <laughs> you know, thought they knew what they fucking was going to. So we talk baseball, we talk basketball. Uh, but start like it's a it's the same that um it's the same that God made seven days of the week. He kept one for himself, <laughs> and that one got replaced with football. So we haven't talked about the NFL yet. Oh, yeah, shit. damn. I know that, 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 that was got, deep. That was deep. That, that was deep. motherfucker. I, I'm that gift for Denzel Washington hitting his chest right now. Yeah, the, like dead air is, is is not what's up right now. Like, <laughs> 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 got rise over there writing shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah, the NFL is the cash king. It's what sells beer. It's what keeps me employed. You know what I'm saying? Guys drink. They talk about NFL. Man, I think, man, Rise is doing his thing with the camera over there, man. I would love to do a fantasy show, fantasy football draft show. Y'all, I, I can assure you nobody in this room wants fantasy smoke with me. I can assure you of that. Challenge. But if you, if you want to jump down, hey, listen, don't tell me I did not warn you. Okay, but Pete, speaking of fantasy smoke. The Baltimore Orioles defense is going to be a little. Did you light. just say the Baltimore Orioles? Um, Baltimore. Kyle Ripken Jr. ain't walking through that fucking door, Sam. Jesus Christ! Oh my God! It's the fucking Lager Town, Patrick. Y'all made some fucking great ass fucking beer <laughs> and fucking half acre. I'm two beers in, but the Baltimore Ravens have released all pro, all world. 
safety Earl Thomas. Legion of Boom Earl Thomas. Man, that kid has had one hell of a summer. It, 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 you know, it, it's amusing as fuck to watch because it's not happening to me. But, you know, buddy ass, you know, all right, let's start from the most recent thing, right? Let's start. So he blew some coverage, and the tape is out there. And uh, Earl Thomas actually put it on his Instagram yeah, himself. He- the tape is out there. And watching him blow that coverage as, you know, a, a, okay, let's keep it funky. Earl Thomas is 33. He's an all-pro. I'll give you that. But he's an all-pro on name right now. His skills are absolutely declining. He just happens to be blessed with a defense that doesn't have to pass protect as much because that D-line is real. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the play that Earl Thomas himself put on his Instagram, he he blew his coverage across the middle. And Chuck Clark was rightfully pissed off about it. I mean, am I not supposed to be hard on my coworkers and my teammate? We're here for the same thing. And it was practice. It ain't like I was blown. Like, this is what practice is for. I can't get into what was said because I don't know what was said. But apparently it was enough out of Chuck Clark's mouth. To where uh, Earl Thomas had to put hands on that man. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, allegedly put hands on that man because I still have yet to see any video of a punch. But by all intents and purposes, apparently he put hands on that man enough to, well, he out of a job right now. Yeah, he out of a job. So that's the that's the other thing. He comes with the blows coverage, calls the person out, and like, no, and he he blew the coverage, and Chuck Clark called him out. Right, right. And I heard, like, the way I hear, like, he was on some blitz and shit. Why is he trying to blitz and fucking practice, bro? That's Earl Thomas's game. He's like, transferred. He's, like, trans, tra- like transformed himself into, like, that Troy Palomalu, like, you know, Swiss Army knife type of fucking safety. As opposed to somebody who's strictly back as the last line of defense. Oh, on Lamar Jackson. Well, listen, <laughs> I have wow. my own thoughts on how you defend Lamar Jackson, and I'm not going to get that game away for fucking free. True. <laughs> so let's get into the let's get into the real shit. Like, let's get into the real shit. The man was called out for um, conduct detrimental to the team. So that's not just a single account. Uh, that's I heard. Like, first of all, I'm a extrovert. I talk too damn much. But in football, you can't be an introvert. And the man was like, he's introverted. So that comes off cocky, especially when that's a reoccurring theme on the show. But um, he comes off cocky. You all pro. You don't want to stretch with us. You don't want to talk with us. You get all the money. Keep it real, man. Like money fucks up some shit. You get all the money. And all the accolades, and you don't want fucking you don't want to break bread with us. I mean, I, I feel you on that, but I I can see it from both ways. Actually, I could fe- I could understand how he feels like he shouldn't have to go through the same drills and shit that the undrafted uh, rookie free agents are going through. I get you on that. I also get you know as a person who's been in a position of power at multiple jobs that sometimes you know there are things you need to do to bring the team together. The, the the weird part is trying to navigate that dichotomy. It's it's hard, and not everybody's built for it, especially if their intentions aren't in the right place. Is what I'll say. Man, the brother. First of all, blowing coverages, not being part of the team. I'm feeling good. This is a good ass beer ride. <laughs> uh, Loggertown Oktoberfest. So this is, and then now this is, man, check this out. Legion the Boom, Earl Thomas. Check it out. Lou Wings, Lemon Pepper Lou. <laughs> <laughs> Earl Thomas, early in the pandemic, everything shut down. NFL Ooh, workouts are shut down. You can't even get in a gym. You know, people are working out. What's your boy Tom Brady out there flying people in, working out and fuck Tom Brady, fuck him. But like he flying people in, uh, working out outside. You know what Earl Thomas was doing? <laughs> Earl Thomas hood rat shit with his brother. Hood rat shit. Shout out Seth Thomas <laughs> with his brother Pete. I'm about to call the man Lemon Pepper Lou, but Earl Thomas. <laughs> Earl Thomas, uh, 
rents an Airbnb. Him and his brother. Sloppy. Slop, him and his brother. And they get these they they get some they get some ladies and they, they some ladies that aren't either one of their wives, so double yeah. down on the sloppy. Okay, so they get their <laughs> you know, so they get their uh they get their uh ladies and then they uh they haven't they haven't intercourse. Together. Together. Same bed. All four of them. All four of them. All four of them. On four of them. Like, I ain't got no brothers, but you know what I'm not doing? That. Even if I did. Hey. On the cell. That's why I love Jay West. Because, um, like, all right, people. Because we all know me. But, um, so, him and his brother, they have an intercourse with these four ladies, right? So, this is a problem with fucking Earl Thomas. Sloppy. I got this wrote down. Social network. Sloppy. He, his wife, finds out through Snapchat. So sloppy. Goes to the house and confronts the young ladies and him in the act. They left the fucking door open to Airbnb. They left the fucking door open. So sloppy. They walk in. The wife's friend. She look. She had nothing to do with it. She just backing that girl up. Right? Oh, oh! When your girl call you and tell you it's time to ride, you don't really ask no questions other than where we going. Because when it's time to ride, it's time to ride. And I think that's what Earl Thomas's wife's girlfriend was on. And so I commend her for that because hey, every now and again you got to call for backup. So even though his wife had backup, but we'll get into that in a second. Yeah. So. You bring your girls, right? So y'all gonna y'all gonna whoop y'all gonna whoop these tricks, right? Shout out to Memphis, Wise <laughs> Acre, Br Distillery, Jay, man. We gotta get down there, man. Boy, we can like we like before we get down there, we can pull up right to Benny's and get some Blue Note bourbon. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Nora. Shout out to Br Distillery. Um, man, that's some you the whiskey. Yeah, I drank whiskey oh, with yeah. you yesterday. Shit, I'm sipping I, down right now. I, I punked out. I, I punked out yesterday. I punked out on some Woodford Reserve. You know, you didn't punk out. You had to go handle your business. But, that ain't punking out. Some, right. it, sometimes no is an appropriate answer. So, all right, people. All right. But we back to Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas got the girls. <laughs> Earl Thomas had got his Snapchat up. He done- she found him on his Snapchat. Found out where he was. Man, listen, bruh, y'all got to stop being sloppy on these social medias. I and, and I get it. His you know? wife. You want to do it for the gram? Like for instance, like I, I use Swarm, which basically you know checks in where you are. I use Swarm, but that don't mean I want everybody to know where the hell I am. So you know what I do? I check in on Swarm after I've left the place that I'm checking into. Because you know, ain't nobody gonna slide on me unannounced. My thing is, if. <laughs> <laughs> You you a millionaire, man. If you like, if you want to play around, man, find you a girl that likes to play around. What too. he's saying is basically, Earl Thomas has literally damn near unlimited means as to not get caught lacking. And what the hell happened? He, he got, got caught, caught lacking. lacking. <laughs> Earl Thomas gets caught. His wife runs up in the house with her girls with Keisha and him. Right, Keisha and him got a pistol with the. Banger with the banger on him. Yes, this story gets better as my producer sits over there and bright eyes. The story gets better. So, bro, this guy, the football player, rents an Airbnb, sitting there with his brother. They're banging these chicks. The wife comes in because she finds it on Snapchat with the friends. The friends have a gun. Oh no, that 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 wasn't a, that was Earl that was Earl Thomas's gun that his wife knew where it was oh, and she grabbed that motherfucker. The story gets better. And before leaving the house, and this is what her defense is as it as it pertains to the charge, she took the magazine out of the gun before leaving the house. But any registered or, you know, respectable gun owner knows once you empty that magazine, you gotta check the chamber. There was still one in the chamber when she ran up in that house and started waving Thule Wop around on everybody. So as much as Earl Thomas and Seth Thomas and his wife and his wife's friends and them two girls that they was in. First of all, why they couldn't get a multiple bedroom Airbnb? Why was they all on the same bed? Yo, man, hey, listen, hey, I, 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 I guess money breeds like different fetishes and shit. And I'm not here to yuck your yum. 
but there was still one in the chamber. This could have went way left, way left, and there um there are charges being presented. Oh, right? absolutely! Oh, oh, I know a civil charge is coming up because. Yo, dumbass, it's the only motherfucker in the room with some fucking money. Yep, so your name gonna come out first. You know what you have? You have bread and you have visibility. And when shit goes left, they always look to the person with the bread and the visibility. And the visibility is because you're all pro, all world safety for the Baltimore Ravens who's fucking up coverage, who's fucking not being the cool motherfucker. It's Who's been around this league long enough to know you have to move different. This is not a rookie mistake. Shouts to that rookie uh, undrafted cornerback uh, <laughs> from the Seahawks that tried to sneak Shorty in as a goddamn player for the team. Was she trying to be a kicker? Yeah, like, dude, was wild as is. Man, bro. Oh, shit crazy, man. Hey, like I said, these people moving different now and, and during a pandemic, no less. Man, this is what you talk about having beer, everybody. This is what... Guys sit around, brothers talk about at the bar. I know I always start not in with, oh, I'm the brother at the bar. I'm trying to bring more brothers to the bar. This is why I'm trying to have brothers at the, more brothers to the bar. They had conversations like this. We've covered sports. We talk local shit. We talk politics. We talk just, Affairs of the heart. We talk, <laughs> <laughs> and we, we've, We've rose other people up. We've talked to, we brought it out with Uncapped. We talked at Wiseacre. We talked Black Beer Chick. We talked about our own accomplishments and things that we are proud of, like Harold's 83 Honey Ale, like brewing collaboration beers that with Wiseacre that have made so much money for everybody. Mm -hmm. So, Jay West, thanks for coming on, man. We're going to hit the stop button, but we're still going to keep talking. We're still going to keep drinking great beer. Uh, Jay uh, Raj just poured us up some Oktoberfest beer from Metropolitan. Shout out to Tracy. I'm trying to get you on the show, Tracy. So we're going to send you a link of that. And I've, all, I've given the story. That's where the brother at the bar starts from. The very first tap room I've ever visited was Metropolitan. Have you been there, Jay? Oh, hell yeah. Right there on the river? <laughs> Lord. Yeah. I, I was absolutely taken aback by how many dogs and kids were there. I, I was pulling up for my homeboy's birthday party. And Man, that motherfucker filled with kids. And I ain't got a problem with dogs or kids. I love them <laughs> both. But just not having that level of expectation that that's I'll, what you're walking into. I was like, is this a fucking Chuck E. Cheese with booze? I mean, I'm fine with that. It works for them. I dig it. Man, them, but... I you know my dream is to open up a uh, open up a bottle shop. Um, so I like what they got going on with the dogs and the kids. Cause yeah. people like that, like they can't get away with the kid. They got a one year old and they live in the West Loop. Exactly. Like, Not everybody is just able to tuck their kid off with a sitter or a relative. And so, man, so the brother at the bar started there. Jay West, we got shit going on. We got. We got shit we can talk about. We got shit we can't talk about. It was cool as hell. Uh, yesterday, we filmed with uh, a news station. That's going to come out later. We've done WVON. We've done Northwest, and we've done all this shit. But right now, we're doing fucking couple of lines of beer. This is Sam Ross, the brother at the bar. My job is to get more brothers to the bar. Please support this podcast. Click the, click the link in the bio. Let's keep everything moving. Five, ten, twenty-five dollars. I mean, I'm like I usually be like, yo, just keep five dollars. I'm challenging everybody. Hit that twenty-five dollar link. Put that bread up. Put that bread up, man. Keep us talking. Keep these great conversations. Holla. It's the brother at the bar. Holla. <laughs>